Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, and welcome to this day in history class. It is July 1st, and Ignaz Semmelweis was born on this day in Buda, Hungary, which is part of Budapest now. He was known as everything from the savior of mothers to the father of infection control, so here are the highlights of his life and work. First up, he was an obstetrician, but obstetrics was a brand new medical field. Until the late 18th and early 19th centuries in Europe, midwives were usually the people who delivered babies. It was not common at all for a doctor to be involved. The doctors were almost universally men, and it was so rare for a doctor to be involved that when obstetricians arrived on the scene and started delivering babies, in some places they were called man midwives. Semmelweis was also a teacher. He worked at Vienna Allgemeine Krankenhaus, or the General Hospital, which was like a teaching hospital today. So he was teaching medical students, he was helping them with difficult deliveries, he was also keeping records, keeping up with all the clerical files for the school and the the patients. And that put him in a really unique position to realize the magnitude of a big problem that was facing the general hospital. And that was that there were two clinics, one staffed by midwives and midwifery students, and the other staffed by doctors and medical students. And the midwifery clinic had about a third of the maternal deaths of the doctor's clinic. Three times more people dying in the doctor's clinic of something called childbed fever, also called puerperal fever, as in the midwife's clinic. This was not acceptable, and it was not acceptable to the patients either. People who showed up at the hospital and learned that it was the doctor's day to take new patients would literally have babies out on the street to avoid going into the hospital and risking their lives with the doctors. 
So Ignat Semmelweis thought this was completely mortifying and unacceptable, and he started trying to figure out what was causing this problem. He compared everything that he could think of between the doctor's clinic and the midwife's clinic. He compared what the patients were eating. He compared the religions of the people that were working in both clinics. He compared how overcrowded they were. And it turned out, unsurprisingly, the midwives clinic was the more crowded clinic. People clearly wanted to go there much more than they wanted to go to the doctor's clinic. He couldn't figure out what the problem was until a friend of his nicked his finger during an autopsy and then later died of something that seemed a whole lot like childbed fever. So that gave Ignat Semmelweis an idea that maybe it was the hands of the medical students that were the problem. They were conducting autopsies and then they were delivering babies and they weren't washing their hands in between because the germ theory of disease didn't really exist. Neither did surgical gloves. They didn't come along until much later. And he came up with a revolutionary idea for how to fix this problem. And that was to have the medical students wash their hands between conducting an autopsy and delivering a baby. So he instituted this practice. He had all of the medical students wash their hands anytime they had done an autopsy before they actually went into the ward and started delivering babies. And the rate of maternal death plummeted. Three months or so after he started this process, in August of 1847, which was just a couple of months after he put this process into place, there were zero maternal deaths from childbed fever in the doctor's clinic. And that was the first time that had happened since the medical students started conducting autopsies. It was a really big deal. But when he started trying to encourage all of his colleagues to start this hand washing, they did not respond well. They didn't welcome him with open arms, saying, thank you so much. You have taught us how we can stop literally killing our patients. Instead, they made fun of him. They completely dismissed his ideas. His boss said that it was not handwashing at all. It was the brand new ventilation system, which was drawing terrible miasmas out of the hospital. That was really why patients had stopped dying. None of those people were correct. Ignat Semmelweis was correct. He got increasingly upset about the fact that his colleagues were not taking his advice and were, in fact, being unkind and cruel to him about it. He eventually left Vienna in the middle of the night, didn't tell anybody where he was going, and he got other jobs elsewhere and similarly reduced the maternal death rate at the places where he worked by having people wash their hands. So he had always been kind of a stubborn person, maybe not very easy to get along with, and his behavior started to become increasingly erratic. He finally wrote a whole book on his experiences and his theories in 1861, and parts of it were great, but parts of it were just these rambling diatribes against the people that had criticized him and had been teaching their students to ignore his theories. His wife became convinced that there was something truly wrong, and so he was institutionalized in 1865, and he died in that institution on August 13th of that year at the age of 47. His cause of death was probably septicemia, but his former employer back in Vienna did an autopsy and found that he had evidence of severe injuries. It seems as though he was probably mistreated in that uh, asylum where he ultimately died. So when Ignaz Semmelweis died, people like Louis Pasteur and Joseph Lister and Robert Koch were all doing the work that would become the germ theory of disease. And by about the 1880s, the exact same infection control procedures that he had put into effect decades earlier were common practice in the field of obstetrics. A Hungarian doctor published a paper about Semmelweis in 1887. At that point, 
that he was sort of bringing him out of obscurity. Everybody had forgotten about him. And it's only been since that time that people have started to realize what a groundbreaker he was. You can learn more about Ignat Semmelweis and the other doctors who were making similar strides at about the same time in the March 21st, 2018 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class called Ignat Semmelweis and the War on Handwashing. You can subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we have a story of a rebellion and a trial, which has a cameo by John Quincy Adams. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.